Good afternoon, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? How are you, Michael? Kimmy, great to be here back in the studios Monday afternoon, wrapping up all the sport from the weekend. And my word, how big were some of the results? Uh, season shaping for a lot of teams, Jimmy, in the AFL. And of course, later this week, we've got the Commonwealth Games beginning in Birmingham. Birmingham. You play beauty, mate. So that'll be a lot of fun. That was and a yeah, terrible accent. It was, it was showing one that kitty kitty. Oh I've got to work on my British accent, mate. Yeah, you do. Sound like I'm from the outer suburbs. <laughs> Stop while you're ahead. Oh, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but yeah, we've got plenty of sport to talk about, Jimmy. It's been a been a big weekend. Bit going on. Bit, bit going, going on. on. Few yeah. uh, few heartbreaks. Few uh, yes. Few heart palpitations. Probably my life's been shortened about ten years. Uh, easily, easily. Thanks, you and I uh, both. Thanks, Essen. Appreciate it. Love you. Appreciate always. it. Uh, but yeah, look. Yeah, we've got so much happened on the weekend. Football, uh, sport in general. We had everything going on. Uh, yeah, again, huge huge results for the footy. Few game changes as well that'll set the ladder up quite nicely. Collingwood now nine on the trot, which is ridiculous into the top four. Uh, they're knocking on uh, on the door of uh, Melbourne's knocker. I tell you that they're, yeah. they're pressuring it. And the, how about Geelong, Jimmy? Uh, game on top of the ladder, game yeah. clear on top of the ladder. Huge. That's something that we we didn't think we were going to be saying, and like a really unbelievable percentage as well. So yeah, it's certainly. It's heating up, and that top four, I tell you what, between pretty much six to ten as well, it's really anyone's guess as to who is going to make the top eight as well. So plenty still to play out, and we'll talk about all the results because there were some big ones. First, we're going to go to our first song yeah, of baby. the day. Bit of hockey dad, we join the club. You're on the sports desk on sin. Join the club, hockey dad. You're on the sports desk on sin with Michael and Jimmy. Is there a band called Soccer Mum? No. No, okay. And if it was, the lead singer would be called Karen. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And she'd have and a Deb- And Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Debbie on the guitar. Oh, shout out to Debbie. And Debbie. Then Cheryl on the drums. Cheryl on the drums. Oh, but, the, but Cheryl's the canteen lady, so like... Fiona you know. on the bass. <laughs> How did I not think Fiona wasn't Fiona a, was a soccer mum name? Who's oh, the manager, Jimmy? Uh, Louise. Ooh, yeah, oh, that's Louise a great one. Louise great oh. You don't know who we are. We're... Uh, but we're Jimmy and Michael because we're actually yes. on the sports desk. We're not talking about Karens and uh, <laughs> whatnot. We're actually talking about sport. We are. We who'd are. Have, who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? All right. We're going to go a bit to the AFL now, wrap up the round that was, and uh, talk about everything but the last game Last game of the uh, Yep. We're going to completely avoid it, Jimmy. Completely avoid it. Completely avoid it. Round 19. Was it round 19? It was round 19. No way. And, wow. Uh, Jimmy, can you believe 19 rounds into this season, we haven't had a draw, and we finally got one on Friday Night Footy? How many... Do you reckon there's been a year where we just haven't had a draw? I think there's been one or two. But in the last, like, in the last, in the recent history, I mean, not like oh, few past. No, you at least get one, don't you? You'd you least usually get, get one. one a year. And I reckon last year we had one. Um, wasn't, it, wasn't it the Suns and the Saints? It could have been. I don't know why, but Saints ring a bell for a draw. Yeah, I reckon Saints may have had in more ways than one. Yeah, Uh, there there was one season though back back in the day, which we're pulling out the almanac here, Jimmy. But I reckon there was like three or four draws in a season once. Yeah, yeah. There was a heap, and I reckon 
There was one season, it was the very last game of the year, I think it was Richmond and Port Adelaide, and they both drew yep, at the right. G, and it was the first, it was the first draw in right. the home and away season, it was the last game, so they're funny, aren't they? You feel completely flat, particularly Deflated. if you're a fan, like, it's oh. just, it's, it's silence, and it's just weird, and Fremantle don't play in many draws either. No, they don't. No. Richmond have played in a few. They have. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Demon would have been too happy. As soon as, as soon as I saw it, I was, uh... I was out, so I didn't catch the full game. Uh, I only saw like the last two minutes of it. You didn't and miss much, Jimmy, and that's no disrespect to both sides. Both sides are competing for a top eight spot. Uh, Fremantle competing for a top four spot, but the spectacle was uh, was pretty average, Jimmy. A lot of turnovers. Uh, Fremantle looked lethargic at the best of times in this game, um, and it was sort of Fremantle chasing the tiger tail because they just did not look convincing enough, particularly when you watch the game and you look at where Fremantle are now on the ladder, and I think it's fifth outside of the four, they don't look like a top four side after no. this game. And Richmond, again, Richmond killing Richmond. Do you want to talk about that last 30 seconds, Jimmy? Yeah, look, that was extremely Richmond killing Richmond. <laughs> it just, you, you you would have thought that that, Matt, that last possession, I don't know why he played on. There's, there's boards that they have. This is the whole reason why yes. the AFL have said, okay, cool. Instead of your runners running out and screaming to everyone, have a board or a sign that says, how long's left? Really interesting thing I found in Essendon versus Collingwood yesterday yes. was when there was a minute to go, Collingwood held up the 30-second sign ah. to make them play like there was 30 seconds to go, but there was that extra 30 left. Wow. And Essendon put the one minute. Oh, Very fascinating Jimmy. in the way that coaches and the way that... Mentality. The mentality and the, and the strategic nature towards each club that I found fascinating desperate and I think that uh, you have no words with this because as much as you don't want to say it, it's kind of utter stupidity mm. that you've taken a mark at 50 fair enough you might not back yourself and you're kicking into a pack mm. but like you're, you don't have long left if you've seen the 30 second sign held up because I'm, I can guarantee you they held it up Right? It's an interesting... You play on, mm. and that happens. It wasn't even like he could get a kick away. He got absolutely mobbed by Fremantle. Mm. It was a stupid decision. If Who knows if he took it onto his right and not his left and kicked it into open space. Who knows what would have happened. But you don't do that. We saw it yesterday, and we've seen it in other clutch moments in games where players, even though they might not back themselves, i.e. Jamie Elliott, who's not a dead eye in front of goal... Still took it back and had a shot, and what happened? You don't un- you don't know what's going to happen in these situations, so you don't play on in those dire dire situations mm-hmm. where you can either. He did a Courtney Dempsey. He did. That's, he that's did. Literally, what it is. He did. For all those Essendon fans out there, it's it's going to be a hard show to watch, no question. But equally, these are the sort of things we've got to talk <sighs> about. Horrible. And, and uh, the player in question on Friday night was. Noah Cumberland, he's a very young player, and he will learn a lot from this, and he, and he will learn in the future to, to be a bit more composed. He, he probably felt like the momentum was there and, and that there may have been a better option up forward. But, Jimmy, I think the moment that we're almost forgetting to, to uh, highlight here was the moment a little bit before this, and it was Noah Bolter, 50 metres out. Oh, my mate. And if anything, the, the, the big boy... <laughs> And the big thing that he did here was he actually took too long. It was almost yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah. He took too long and I think I think it was Michael Fredericks. He was he was um outside of the protected area 
they called play on, and pretty much as soon as the umpire called play on, Michael Fredericks, and we know he's a quick player, but my word, he must have been almost lining up on the blocks ready to go. You know, as soon as that gun goes off, you start sprinting, and that's exactly what he did. He ran straight towards Noah Bolter, and he got his hand in there and managed to smother the ball. And if you go back back and watch the footage, it's frenetic, Jimmy, just how quickly he managed to get into that space. I mean, that's that's a that's a game saving. That's smother, really, but that's Richmond killing Richmond again. It is taking it's, too long. It's not anyone's fault but theirs. They could have had this game. They could have sealed this game. Bolter's a big kick too. He's a huge. He kick. would have nailed that. He's re- he's probably one of the most reliable kicks in that Richmond squad. Dare I say? Mm. Um, taking too long, and you know what? That's own, that's his own fault. Yeah, it is. He's a premiership player. It was completely legal. The call. Look, he's only twenty three. And yeah, okay. Oh, he should know. Oh, you know, he's only young. When when you're a guy who's played in a premiership and played the amount of minutes that he played in that premiership, and the amount of games he's played after that, mm. this isn't a blunder from a young player. This is almost a semi senior senior player, life member of Richmond, mind you. Yes. This isn't anyone's fault, but a pure mistake and a lapse in concentration and Michael Frederick obviously took every chance and took every bit of brains I don't yeah. know what you call it and desperation smart just pure Footy desperation smart. that's too. the word for it yeah but pure uh, desperation to get to get that ball and just allow his team to have a chance to win yeah it's ridiculous 7-10 played 7-10 <laughs> Uh, Very low scoring, almost low a scoring. Ross Lyon scoreline there, Jimmy. There was a couple yeah. of Friday nights back when Mate. they used to play. It was forty-five plays fifty, and you think to yourself, "Is this is this half time or is this full time?" It's just yeah. It was look. It wasn't a great great game for the scorers. Shy Bolton, the only one to kick more than one goal, kicked two goals, and then yeah, of course, he was good again. Jack Rewalt, three goals, one. Noel Bolter, one goal, two. Andy Brasher was zero two. Liam Baker was zero one. Yeah, even Jordan Clark, who plays out forward, is a bit of a goal sneak. One, zero goals, one. Mm. Like, you've got all these players who should be kicking goals, kicking points. So, yeah, they'll. I, I honestly think Richmond, more than Fremantle, will be scratching their heads at this and going back today, so. being like, oh, okay, we're going to get a spray from our coach here, because that was that's not how you should be playing footy, especially when they could have had the game won and done so early on. But look, Going on to the next match, this was one that we didn't get at Tips Right, except for except for Serpers. I did, uh, I did, I did, and uh, Paddy did very well with this tip as well. He did. Uh, 40, no, 49, 46 points of difference, 75 played, 121, 11 goals, 9 to 19 goals, 7. Great kicking from Hawks. Oh, they were great. Great kicking. Um, Jack Gunston came in, obviously, and CJ uh, Jyth came out. Goal kickers for... Both teams, Jack Gunston with five back in the squad. Five goals, four. Could have kicked nine. God, that's that, that's frightening. Uh, Jack Zebel with three. Luke Bruce with two. Davies Uniak, Harry Morrison and Jai Newcomb. Jager O'Meara and Ned Neves all with two goals. Main disposal getters, four each team. Tom Mitchell with 32. Davies Uniaki backing up those two goals with 30 touches. Aaron Hall and Jai Newcomb all with 20 t- 30 touches as well. Um, look... There's not you can't read into this match too much just because of how irrelevant it is towards the top eight. North Melbourne kind of coming off that honeymoon period of not having a coach and realizing, hey, let's play some footy, um, <laughs> but getting absolutely done. I think look, Bloodstone Arena is quite a hard place to play. It is, and even though North do call that more home than any other team, just because Hawks play at Utah Stadium up in Launceston, uh, 
yeah, you can't you, you don't you don't really base anything off this. Uh, it's just good performances by players, and I think both teams just want to have a good end to the season, and I think Hawks are pretty happy with that one. They are, Jimmy. It was a very emotional week for the Gunston family. Um, in particular, Jack Gunston, who came back into the side, he lost his father. Um, it was a shock death for, for Ray Gunston, and again, all of the Sports Desk family sends their condolences to the Gunston family, and he gave a really raw interview at the end of the game, Jimmy. Obviously, he played exceptionally well with five goals, and he he quoted uh, his his old man, and he he said um, he would have loved watching me play today. So you know that was a really you know emotional ending to the game, and um, yeah, I think the whole Hawthorne uh, team were wearing the black armbands, and yeah, there may have been you know a bit of extra emotion in that game, you know, because of that moment, and um, yeah, it was it was obviously a really sad. Sad tragedy that's happened, but um, yeah, Jack Gunston definitely did his dad proud on that day, and uh, good win by the Hawks as well, who have been in some good form of late. 100%. Stay by Kid Leroy. Bit of vocals there from uh, Michael. Oh, just, yeah, right on. It's proud good. of you. It's good, isn't it? Well, Breaking right. the sound barrier there, Jimmy. That's it. All right, going, <laughs> moving on to a few more of the round of the games that were on round 19. Before the break, we were talking a little bit of the draw and then the big blowout that was Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Another blowout that another I was blowout. surprised. Uh, not, not too surprised, no, but I was a little shot. bit like, oh, okay. They they could have... Uh, Hawthorne... No, Hawthorne, we are. Adelaide. <laughs> I, just, I, I just saw a bird on the screen. I was like, oh, Hawthorne. <laughs> There's been a lot of birds in consecutive fashion here, Jimmy. I know, right? Three birds. Three birds. One Hawthorne, stone. A swan. A crow. <laughs> a crow. What else is there? There's a cat next. There's a there's a lion next. There's a bulldog. There's a demon. Yeah, so so it goes from birds to cats. Mate, great. A couple of breeds uh, there. <laughs> Crossbreeding. <laughs> 30, uh, 33 points of difference. 118 played 85. Sydney getting the chocolates at uh, at the SCG. Did not expect anything else. They're pretty they're pretty safe at home. Let's be real. Uh, going on to the main features for the for the day. Buddy Franklin kicking three zip as he always does. Will Haywood and Te- Tex Walker all with three one. Sam Berry with two. Isaac Heaney and Tom Papley with the last two with uh, Brace getting two goals each. Main goal ki- main disposal getters. Rory Laird with thirty eight. God. How about uh, him? Next best was Luke Parker with twenty nine. Laird poisoning. Yeah, literally, Laird poisoning. <laughs> um, Callum Mills twenty seven. Nick Blakey and James Rowbottom with twenty six. Bobby Fox uh, Justin McEn- M- McClurney? McInerney. Is it Mac? I thought it was McInerney. Um, shout out to uh, Beck McInerney, who might be uh, listening as well. She, she went to RMIT, was one of our proud Redbacks captains. Shout and, out. Uh, yes, uh, so McInerney. McInerney. All right, yeah, look, you can't... <sighs> Great game. Great game by Sydney. I think they take this in their stride and they really want to push to that top eight and get a really good finish home because if they do and they get a bit of confidence in them and they get a bit of momentum, they're going to be very strong come finals time. It's crazy, isn't it, Jimmy? Because you just you look at the top six and Sydney, if one of those sides within the top four loses this round, I mean, Brisbane won in a close one, Collingwood win in a close one, Fremantle lose in a close one, Sydney could theoretically be as high as three, but that is the beauty of the season, Jimmy. You've just got to keep winning matches of footy, and if another team slips up, it's your fourth spot. So I'm still confident Sydney will get into the top four, but they're going to have to keep winning. Yeah. You you are... Wow. Who do you think drops out? 
I think either Collingwood or I know this is a big call or Melbourne. No, I think Melbourne's the one you to go. You reckon 100%. I feel like they just they just don't have that edge. Anymore. They're hanging on, aren't they? I mean, like <sighs> we'll talk about them soon. It, it, but it was it was a big game for them, and they got an even bigger game next week in Perth against the Freo Dockers. <laughs> that's that's large. And, and they've already lost to the Dockers this year, Jimmy, as well. So 52 points apiece, all of the top two to four. <sighs> and then Fremantle are on, uh, are on 50, so they're only two points behind. A win, a win, a win sees them in the four. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Isn't a win, that crazy, yeah. A win sees Freya back in the four. Sydney, still still four points behind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit gonna, of a gap. It's going to weigh on percentage. They've mm-hmm. got a better percentage than the Pies due to their low... Their low uh, Finishing records, <laughs> yeah. but look, yeah, I think Sydney played really well in this. They they've got the Giants next week. Hopefully, they should Ooh, win that as well. Battle of the Bridge, we like that, don't it's, we? It's gonna it's gonna be a good game, and I, I think that uh, Adelaide just didn't have that edge again, like they always don't against these big teams. <laughs> but look, no, nothing against them. That's just the way. Pass that, mark this season for Adelaide. I think yeah. they've they've hung in a lot of games and they've, they've won a few that they probably shouldn't have won. But hey. They're, they're, they're building nicely, but uh, nah, all Sydney. All Sydney. Now, going in down to Adelaide Oval on the Saturday Arvo, 4.35. This is a big game for the Catters. Big, big, big game for the massive, Catters. Massive, massive win, Jimmy. Got the dub by 12 points, two kicks. Uh, 16-10 played 14-10, so really high scoring. Very accurate in kicking as well. I think only, I think it was three rush behinds for each, so... Two, what, 16, 16 goals, seven, pretty much, without the rush behinds. Uh, that's very, very decent from, from Geelong and, you know, 14, 14, seven, respectively, from Port Adelaide. Uh, big disposal getters and big goal getters. Uh, Tommy Hawkins with four. Jez Cameron and Mitch Georgiades with three. Mm. And Chuck Dixon only getting the two with Todd Marshall and Sam Powell Pepper. Uh, disposals, we had Zach Tui with 27, Carl Amon with 25. Tom Atkins and Ryan Burton and Cam Guthrie all with 24 touches. This was probably second game of the round. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say this Jimmy. was entertaining. Port Port were were gone. Um, second quarter, it was 69 to 35 at halftime, Jimmy. And in the third quarter, Port Man. Adelaide pair eight goals to one, if you don't mind, and they actually got their noses in front going into the final term. So, 85 to 78 at three-quarter time break. Hasn't happened too many times no. where the Cats have been trailing this season at three-quarter time. I think it may have happened against Collingwood, potentially. That may have been the, the last time that happened. So, Port Adelaide, they nearly got over the line. But, Jimmy, there is just something about this Cats side. We're going to talk about the composure of Collingwood later. But no, this no, no. Cats side... They're cutthroat, without a doubt. Absolute clutch. And they just found ways of, of winning. And Tom Hawkins, talk about clutch, kicks the sealer. He's he you know what extraordinary. These these cats, people dub them dad's army, obviously because they're all <laughs> old and they're all dads and whatnot. <laughs> they're all dads. Well, they are. Like they've all they've all got kids and they're all the only one who <laughs> doesn't have one is Tom is uh Joel Selwood and he's you know everyone's like come on mate come on mate come on mate you're, you're the only one. We out need of a all couple of prodigies <laughs> out of you. <laughs> like honestly, these guys don't age. They're so good. They are so good. And then they keep finding these players, Jimmy, from like local footy that are absolute out-and-out stars, and they put them into a good system. That's the thing with Geelong, though. They just keep regenerating. Around the Bellarine Peninsula, around that area, it's, again, like I say, with the Sandy Dragons and Oakley Chargers, Chargers. it's a footy factory down there. Isn't it? St. Joey's Geelong, that place is probably the 
biggest footy factory school-wise in Victoria. Because that, that place has churned out that many number one draft picks, churned out Sam Walsh, churned out pretty much all the Geelong players that we're seeing now, Danger, Selwood, Hawkins, all these. The only ones who didn't come out of them that you you think would have is uh, uh, Mark Butzovs. Yeah, wow. And the guff, like every, everyone else though, Grian Myers, Jed Buse, all these guys, even Isaac Smith, all came out of the Ge- Geelong Falcons Academy. Incredible. Incredible Serious area talent, around there. Mm. I don't know what's in the waters down at uh, Little River when they're playing footy. As long as they're not drinking out of Carayo, Jimmy. Mate, that's, that's, that's the main thing. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, Jimmy, um, some serious talent. And you talk about another guy who's really just came out of nowhere and, and, and has improved out of sight, probably not within the four walls because he's very highly rated at Geelong, Rory Atkins. And I absolutely yeah, loved his post-game interview at the end of at the end of this thriller. He, he said that he feels like, you know, he's... There's so much good depth within the VFL that he feels like he's on the fringe or he feels like he's playing for his spot every week despite how well he's playing. It's so competitive, Jimmy, that he feels like he's he's skating on thin ice every single week. And that's the sort of mentality. That's what breeds good teams is knowing that there's so much good depth around that you've got to play pretty much your role every single week. You don't have to have 24 disposals and, you know, five clearances every week. But at least there's that competitiveness for spots, which may, which makes him probably a better player. Yeah, without a doubt. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think this team's, yeah, if you're in it, you want to keep your spot. Because mate, if you don't, oh. mate, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know what there is to say, but you're going to get dropped and it's going to be very hard to get back in. They are in sync. They are a real. They are just a real force to reckon with. They're number one in the competition for inside 50 entries. They're number one in the competition for forward 50 efficiency. And the only little bump in the road from this game, Jimmy, is that Reece Stanley is out with a knee injury, and he's had a really good season so far, but they've got, we speak about depth, they've got Jonathan Segler. Remember him from the Hawthorne Football Club, I Johnny do. Segler? I do. Uh, apparently he's been playing pretty well in the VFL, Jimmy, so I think he slots straight in. Uh, they were going to play him a couple of weeks ago. Um, obviously, you don't change a, a great side like Geelong, but uh, this injury has forced them to make some changes, so Johnny Segler in most likely next week, and we'll see how he goes coming towards finals. Next match we've got is the Q Clash. Q. Brisbane versus the Gold Coast. Brisbane getting the job done by 17 points. 16-14, played 14-9. Not too great kicking performance from the Lions, but, yeah, look, clean, get the job done. They want to they wanna really bolster up their lineup for finals. I feel like all these teams now are just doing finals preparation because... Mate, form as much as people say form goes goes out the window for these games. If you got a good setup and you're really pushing it hard home in the last couple of rounds, you set up quite nicely. Yeah, this is a very even game. You, you're absolutely spot on, Jimmy. You know, again, like the like the previous game, three quarter time, Gold Coast Suns are leading by a goal, uh, seven points, and then in that final term. It was the Lions. They were just absolutely skillful. They were clutch. They did everything they needed to do. Um, but a real standout for this game, though, was was Took Miller. I'm pretty sure he wins the best on ground in this game and and, and another Q Clash medal. So he, again, was exceptional. Um, but at the same time, you know, if he's 34 disposals, 20 kicks, four clearances, just couldn't get the job done for uh, the Gold Coast, who, again, just fall short, Jimmy. And it's just a massive shame for them because, you know, they've been playing some really good, really inspired footy and 
it's unfortunate for them because they just fall short. Uh, I almost think now it's it's probably a bridge too far for them to get into finals. I think you know, looking at that ladder, you know, their twelfth spot, they're they're now two games outside of the eight. Um, three, if you want to really lock in your your best bets, and they just unfortunately just couldn't get over the line in really dewy conditions. And I almost feel like Jimmy, there is there's a real sense at the moment where you look at the the modern football boots and you just think, where are those screw on? You know, um, spikes because my word, there were so many players tripping over in this game, in other games as well. And yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, but nice win here by the Lions, 17 points. And we're going to bring a lot more action uh, back on the other side of this. We're going to get to a song. We've got a bit of Mako Road. And on the other side of this, we're going to talk about all of the Sunday action and the other Saturday night game that was an absolute thriller, the grand final rematch. This is Mako Road. You're listening to the Sports Desk. Mako Road. Mako Road. With a bit of Grand Superintendent. DIY. Yeah, a bit of DIY there. Make uh, your own road. Ma- yeah, ma- Choose your own, own adventure. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Michael, well, thanks for uh, saving me. Jimmy, it's, there. it's just what I do, mate. My nose decided to uh, leak there and decided to just be like, hey, yeah, you're not going to talk for the next two minutes. Mate, it was erupting like a pie floater. <laughs> it was just <laughs> oh, popping up. to do it. <laughs> Okay, I, c- I can't deal with you. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking because yeah, you better. this guy is gonna be the death of me. I'll keep shelling them like peas, mate. <sighs> Mash peas in a pie flake. Yes, stop. Okay, all right, all right, I've done it. I've done it. All right, Western Bulldogs, Melbourne. <laughs> Doggy's got this done by ten points. Bit of a uh, bit of pretender action from Melbourne. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he's, nah, I'm being serious. He's, he's went the early crow here. I mean, like honestly, like they're, they're not performing. Well, I remember the D's last season. I think they did. They didn't lose a game after round seventeen. And Jimmy, here we are in round nineteen, and they've lost a close one that they probably should have won. So. Is this signs of things to come, or is... Uh, yes, 100%. Or, there you go, you've I, already I, answered it. I'm not even going to give you the ultimatum, no, it's just straight out... You look at this team, and you look at the, the potential that these players have got, and the way that they play, and they're putting up this... And they're dishing up this... Yuck. But, yuck dare, I, but dare I say it, though, Jimmy, the, they, the dogs, they were just that. They were dog-hungry. But they were better. Jamari Hugo Hagen with five straight. You know, we had Team English with two mm. uh, astronaut Riley, Gar- Riley Garcia. Wow, Garcia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garcia, that's a bit of a Spanish name. I didn't have not seen that. Well, he kicked the winner. I if you don't that mind, a bit of MLB, mate. Not a not an AFL match. Bit of Garcia action. <laughs> um, g- g- great goal kickers. I mean, Bailey Fritch with four, Sam Wiedemann with three, uh, and then a massive touch getters. A- Angus Brayshaw with twenty nine. Jack McRae with twenty nine. Bailey Smith and Clayton Oliver with twenty eight apiece, as well as Trelaw. It was a pretty even game Led in terms poisonous. of disposal getters, but like, mate, they just had an extra edge. And when you're a team backing coming off a premiership in the form that they've been in, where they didn't lose a game for how many weeks, like 12, 13 weeks, and then you're coming into this game with the Bordeaux where you should punish them. Absolutely. But then again, what did I say? What did I say on Friday? What did I say on Friday about Melbourne? Do you remember it all? Oh, I don't remember it all. I said but I remember what Melbourne. I remember what uh, one of our other, uh, well, we'll call him a co-host, said said in the studios. He, he made a fair declaration about the D's and about their record over the the dogs. J- Jason, did you want to did you want to quickly chime in with that? Oh, here he goes. Here, here he, he goes. goes. Come on, Jason. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I might have to defend myself here a bit yes. there, Michael. But uh, yeah, I did say Melbourne had uh, the Footscray's number. Uh, I was wrong, wasn't I? Look, look, we like I, I can't, I can't say anything as well because I, I tipped the D's for this game, but um, it was a fair, it was a fair statement by you. And look, to be honest, at, at three quarter time, Jason, everyone would have been going, "Gee, that boy's right," because they were up by 
multiple goals. And they look pretty comfortable, too. It was a very exciting final quarter. It see. was, wasn't it? You, you a fan of Jamari Hagen, Jason? Oh, he's... Do you get a boy's number? I'm probably not going to end up getting his number, but he was winning me over in that particular instance. I think he's still got more development to come. Oh, I think so as well. Thank you, Jason. Thank appreciate you for, for no chiming in. We, we do appreciate that. But, um, Jimmy, what were you about to say about your your bold... Well, prediction on Friday. Uh, it wasn't a bold prediction. Thank you, Jason. By the way, that's um, yeah. I do appreciate that. I said that the Melbourne that with that that played the Bulldog in round one is not the same as they played now. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the completely different side. It's so different, and I'm so it? glad this happened because it backs my statement up. It does that. It's it not the-, the same team that there was. You know, and in round one, they're not as hungry. They're not as cutthroat. They're not going to finish teams. Early on, when they used to, you know, you you had. I don't think it's the player quality because the player quality is still there. They haven't made too many big changes in their lineup since last year. They didn't cut anyone off. Mm. They didn't trade anyone off. They kept the team that won them the premiership. And the Melbourne that we saw last year would punish teams in the second quarter, third quarter, and not give up because they would just keep going and going and going and get that win and celebrate winning by 80 points, 70 points, when now they're not even getting the job done against a team that arguably shouldn't be playing finals by 10 points. Mm, it's yeah. not it's not something that you should be proud of and it's not something that you should be confident about because they could easily drop out of the four, have an elimination final, get done in the first week of the finals by an upset, which could quite easily happen. It could. Because I can see a team like Sydney, I can see a team that's going to get up in this mm. eight who yes. could upset them absolutely I, I, I think it's i think it's a great call jimmy they, they could be that they don't have the magic that they used to no. and you, you can't really blame the injuries either and I, I think the talk of luke jackson has hurt them internally as well i think the 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 scuffle that happened earlier this season with stephen may and jake melcham that clearly has fractured elements of this club. So, you know, all of these external things, you can't discount them, but no. when it comes to game day and when it comes to trying to hold a lead, there was a team that was dog-hungry and, you know, the, the the champs, the class that Melbourne has just did not shine through. So, yeah, there is, some, there is some serious concerns, but just quickly, you know, a couple of players I want to, you know, spotlight for the Western Bulldogs. Marcus Bontempelli, his last fortnight has been exceptional. And just some of his massive tackles in key moments, Jimmy, I don't think many players would be able to get out of the the grasp that he was putting on. And he's just, he's an inspirational leader. And and if the dogs are going to make a late charge, which they have been famous for doing the last couple of years, um, he's going to be the guy that is well and truly leading it. And uh, I can can see the dogs causing an upset next week at um, GMHBA Stadium. I honestly can. I think they they are primed for it. And and if they. That's a team who would do it. I think I think they can do it. So yeah. so yeah, Jamari Hagen again. You know, you mentioned the Oakley Chargers before, Jimmy. Another another product of, of that part maybe. of the world, and you know, he kicked a six or seven goals in a grand final for them. So he's clearly got the the big game potential. Yeah, and he's just his pure speed off the mark, the way he leads. He's such a smart player, and it's fantastic that we're seeing him do these things now. And I think you know when, when he does those heroics, he probably starts to get noticed more. But I think it's great that in this second half of the season, Luke Beveridge has backed him in. He's playing him more. He's he's giving him more confidence because the only way you're going to get better, Jimmy, is if you're getting more game time. And and finally, he's had that trust from the the head coach. Um, he didn't peak too early, which is good. You know, he's had to he's had to earn the right to be one of those key forwards in that dog's lineup, and he's um he's paying the dividends. So it's good to see Jimmy. Without a doubt. 
Another, another team that really impressed me was the Blues, winning by 36 against the Giants at Marvel at 1.10 on Sunday. Yeah, they got the job done, and this was impressive. I think that, you know, you want to you want to be getting good good wins in, and especially against the Giants, who are that danger team. They who are, could, it's, it's, it's that banana peel, like you said on Friday. Mm, mm. They, are, they are the banana peel team of the league. Um, but Only they, three points in it, Jimmy, at halftime as well. Up. They stepped up, and it's it was clutch. It was great. It was great by them. Goodbye, uh, Blues. Paddy Cripps picking up 34 touches. Sam Walsh getting leather poisoning as well with 31. Tim Taranto as well, best of the day for the Giants with 30. Goal kickers, we had Charlie Kerner also backing up his 18 touches with four. Toby Toby Graham with three. Uh, and a Stephen, Oh, great. <laughs> Stephen Keneally with two. He almost, I, I saw the AFL posted an uh, Instagram story, and it was like, oh, Toby touched the roof. He was that high. <laughs> I like that. But, uh, no, nah, look. At least he didn't try and kick it this time. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> He, uh, no, look. Hey, you, kudos to the Blues, mate. They, they played well. They played, they played very well. well. You, Defense held up. You look at it and say, damn, they have the real deal. They're playing well. They're not, they're not getting really scrappy results. They've finished the team by 36, which a lot of other players, or a lot of other teams, and a lot of the players in other teams wouldn't have done. Great. Impressed. That's uh, so all you got to do, Jimmy. Who do they play next week? They play uh, Adelaide. They were, big game for them. Big game, big game. Away as well. 7 30 on a Saturday night. Oh, you, mate, you don't get any better. I feel like Adelaide's a great place to be for a um, for a Saturday night game of footy. Don't you dare no, say it. Not. Don't you dare say it. Uh, because they do not solve them at the, the footy. footy there. They, yeah, but they do not solve that specific... No, I don't think so. Uh, pastry that... Pastry that, dish. ...that floats due to the buoyancy of it. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. Don't go well there. Well played, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, next game. Uh, oh, 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 Look, we were both there. We Jimmy, went, we were both there. We went together. Great atmosphere. 72,000 people in the house. That was great. I, I was so impressed. I really enjoyed the spectacle of the game. Uh, first oh. quarter, uh, <laughs> the Dons were down by six goals, and I'm thinking to myself, Collingwood by how much? Yeah. And I think every Essendon fan was, was, was cheering when we managed to sneak through a behind in that first quarter, and we're thinking, okay, up, consolation, you, you were very happy. Yes, we kicked a point. But oh, I, don't no think, rushed. I don't think even we saw the Dons kicking five goals in a row in that second quarter and uh, leading that quarter five goals to one. I mean, it was just an incredible comeback. Would have been nice to get another goal and even it up. Look, it would have but, been, um, but it was it was an impressive second quarter, and I think I think even going into three quarter time, I think Essendon had a really handy lead and you know really dominated contestant ball. Uh, I think at one point I looked at the scoreboard, it was about a hundred to eighty contestant possessions. Uh, Essendon were leading in that category. Um, Sam Draper had one of his best games for the club. He was just dominating in the ruck. Uh, Collingwood decided to play two rucks. So did Essendon, but Draper really had a great Darcy game. Cameron, that's that's very smart by them because he's very good up forward. Oh, he, he's been very great. good in the back. But yes. to play him in the midfield and then put Cox up front and rotate them, like I think I think that could have given that given them that extra edge because I think so. It was so even the way that both teams played the game and. Third quarter was very, very, very good by Essendon as well. I yeah. feel like we were just asleep that first quarter. We were. We realised we needed to play a bit of footy, and 
but play some half decent footy that as well. Some great link up plays, two meter Peter kicking a couple oh, goals. God, that was good. Wow. Uh, led for, by by the most of the second biggest margin of the game. Uh, I think well, it got out to about seventeen points. Yeah, didn't it, it? Was. it was, and you know, it was it yeah, was it was, was looking about midway through the last quarter. I think it was about seventeen points, and you just sort of thought the only way Collingwood can win this game is if they take. On the game, and that's exactly what they did. And they got a really couple of great goals out of. I think it was Carmichael, who I think is only playing his second game. Well, like he's the thing that baffles me is that he came off last week with twenty four touches and a goal, and then gets a medi sub in a game. Yeah, where, very surprising. <sighs> surprising. And then you think to yourself, well, they're not going to make the same mistake next week, and he'll be in the first 18 next week. You would think so. I mean, could you just imagine if there was no injury to Collingwood, he doesn't come on and he gets dropped next week because he's the medi-sub. I mean, you know, that's disastrous for them considering how good he is. He played too well. He played way too well. Um... And to just come on and have an immediate impact, I mean, that, that, is, that is clutch. That goal that he kicked was big. Unbelievable. Big, big goal hard, hard angle, too. So, I mean, you know, Essendon are going to rue the missed opportunities that they had in the last quarter because after, as, as we said, after that 17-point margin was trimmed down, Collingwood just took on the game. And I think one of those emblematic moments was, I think it was Jack Crisp running through the middle. He was running sideways. He was just taking the game yeah. on. I think he runs through four Essendon plays, gives off a handball, and then it's game on. And it was... I think it was a beautiful delivery by uh, by Darcy Cameron that man we're talking it. about before, and, and and Big Ruckman Jimmy. They're not a, they're, they shouldn't be hitting up players on the chest in the forward fifty. Think That's about not it. what Ruckman do. They're Brody Grundyless as well. Oh, there's absolutely. no Brody Grundy in this in his picture as well, absolutely. and they're still putting up performances like that. It's seriously impressive the it depth is. that they have. I mean, even Ash Johnson in the first quarter for Collingwood, he played extremely well, kicked a couple of goals. So I feel like people, people might get angry at us for this because you're giving Collingwood too much credit. But, look, we do need to give credit to Essendon as well. We do. We, we played, an incredible We comeback. played so well we in did. that first little bit. And you know what? Fair enough. People say we choked. We did choke. You cannot Absolutely. beat around the bush. You cannot... Dare beat up Harry Jones for missing that. No, you cannot no. dare beat young, him up. Young player, only in his second full season. Why, why are you beating up a player that's in his second year of footy? Had the moment. Kicked, the, kicked it behind, right in front. Fair enough, he should have kicked it. Nine times out of ten, he kicks it. But why are you beating him up when you've got a team... That I'm sorry, was piss weak in that last in quarter. In defence, absolutely. And, and a lot of plays before that, right, Jimmy, absolutely. Like, I think, I think a lot of... Bombers fans are going to dwell on the fact that that last 30 seconds was very poorly played. It was horrible. And like, and it, to be honest, a lot of players were running in as if Jones was going to kick that goal. And you've got to be ready to build up that wall just in case it does miss. And yeah. you, you you watch the behind the behind the goal footage, Jimmy, and the sort of piss poor efforts from some of the Essendon defenders to actually man up. It's not even Trent Bianco's on the on, on the wing free. It's not even the defenders though. That's the thing, right? Mm. The thing that really gets me worked up and gets grinding my gears is that all of our key midfielders, Merritt, McGraw, even Stringer was in the midfield. Center of the ground. Trapper, all in that center square. What are they doing? Not picking up anyone. Bianco's on the wing where McGrath should be, or even where Guelphy should be, or anyone. Bre- Brandon Ham was was at Trailing off him by I'm 20 sorry, metres. But Braden Ham, a very poor decision to make in the Medi sub. Because sometimes that he's good at times, but man, he has blunders. He has Absolutely. big blunders. And that was a huge Even moment. though Trent, Trent Biango, well, it's his second year, I'm pretty sure, right? Second year, only played a handful of games. To set up Jamie Elliott the way that he did, and to have 
two key defenders yep. miss the ball Chess when mark. they're twice as big <laughs> as him and they go around him. And it's like the ball went through these defenders. You can't... As soon as it happened, I'm like, what, she's going to kick this. I just... You know, you just have you just have stuff in your mind. It's like he's he's going to kick it, without yep. a doubt. Yep. Like, you... Never looked like missing either, Jimmy. It's just... You know what? It sets it up. And as people were still going, yeah, oh, my God, he missed. And I'm like, no, no, no. Nah, it's still going in. It's, it's going in. And I've not heard the G roar oh, as loud was... as I have in a very that long time like I did yesterday. That was his standing off, you know. If you're a neutral supporter, I think I think a few people said this after the game. If you're a neutral supporter, that's one of the best games of the year that you can go to. One of the best games in a couple of years, In a I'd couple say. of years, honestly. Just oh. just the ebbs and flows in this game, Jimmy. It was it was extraordinary. Both so teams put on so well done to Collingwood, they they that's their eighth win Nine. under eleven points. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Eighth win under eleven points. Then their ninth in a row, if you don't mind. I think it's their seventh seventh game in that nine period under ten. points. Yes, and that's that's extraordinary Crazy. to keep to keep fronting up and and clutch winning those. I, I think you know a key takeaway for Essendon here because they're going to review this. I would imagine quite strongly is. It, we're a very exciting young team, and we've got excited young players. But I still think we're quite an immature side. And I think, you know, a key takeaway from a heartbreaking loss like this is that, you know, those fundamentals, those those absolute key decisions that you've got to make, like manning up, like being close to your man in those dying seconds, those those match simulation moments that you've got to practice at training. These are the moments now that you've got to focus on a little bit more. I'm and sure. that's what makes a good side a great side. We're, we're still a long way off from that, but you've got to take a lot of heart in the fact that you, that you put yourself in a position to win the game. And that's why as a Don supporter today, I'm not you know, completely heartbroken. No, not a doubt. Obviously disappointed with some of the decisions, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not completely shattered because we put ourselves in a good position against the top four side to, to win that game. So, no doubt. you know, lots lots to still be excited about. Cox, Reed, Perkins not playing. Lots of good young talent. I think Durham played an extremely good game. There was plenty of them that that had good wins. So, yeah, well done to the Pies. They they did well. And uh, just before we move on from this game, Jimmy, the high tackle. Oh, One of the best moments day. of the game. That, that was a great day. moment. That was a great moment. I was so happy with and that. And after that, he did not... I don't think he kicked a goal. No, he didn't. He went, Jackie, he went quiet. Jackie Ginnivan. He, he spent 12 minutes on the bench. I'm just looking at the live uh, the live clock, and it was like he spent the last 12 minutes of the game off. So if that's saying something, uh, Look, Look, I know, <laughs> I know the Pies want clarification over it. Um, I think it's as simple as, you know, if you put your body into a player, you, you, you drop your your entire body going for the ball, that free kick will not be paid. And I think the umpires were pretty strict on it this round. I think they got it right most of the time. Yeah, sure, his arm was around his head, but you've got to look at the preliminary action before that tackler goes into him. And I think the umpire was right in saying it. They set a precedence for the game, Jimmy, and guess what? He didn't do it again. Yeah. So well done by the umpires. Going into the last game very quickly, we've got to wrap this up so then we can uh, get to a song and then bit of a Commonwealth Games talk. Yes, let's uh, do it. 14 6 played 10 12. Saints getting the dub by 28 over at Optus Stadium. Big one for the big one for the Sainers. They needed this one into the uh, into their little hopes to get into the eights. I think that this game kind of showed that you know, the way that St Kilda plays, you know, they can still play it because I feel like at any given time this could have been a game where they lose. But they played well. They stuck at it. They're equal points with Western Bulldogs uh, in that little race for the eight. 
uh, with Richmond two go- two points behind them. They're only one. They're only two wins from the last five, which would be concerning for them. Uh, because who have they got next week? They've got a. Uh, oh, it's going to come to me. They've got Hawthorne next week. Wow, oh, that's a big game. It's a big game for both clubs. It's a big game. Jimmy. Big game for both clubs. Um, it's going to it's going to be interesting to see how they play with that. And St Kilda, yeah, they're going to be nervous going into that. But I feel like this would be give them a little bit of uh, confidence. I think so, Jimmy. I, it was, look, it was a very brave win. The the conditions in. I, th- I think Western Australia's had one of the wettest winters on record. So the ground was in a condition where there was a lot of players slipping over. And one player, particularly for me, that really stood out was Jack Steele. He was just so clean with the ball. Um, Dan Butler as well, five goals, career best for him. So, you know, they've needed small forwards to bob up in the last couple of weeks. Their pressure's been really low. They haven't been contributing much to the scoreboard. So it was fantastic to see him bob up and, and get his five goals. And, yes, yeah, and killed a very professional win in the end, particularly with West Coast towards the end of that third quarter really pushing them hard and they they easily could have won this the West Coast Eagles so very good win by the Saints they keep their season alive by the narrowest of Martins Jimmy and uh, saw a lot of St Kilda supporters in Melbourne uh, around the city today wearing their jumpers so clearly that was an important win for them absolutely absolutely now we're going to go to a very 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 quick song yeah. Yeah, all right. It'll be, look, we'll be back in three minutes. Let's just say that. And then we'll wrap up the show, get a bit of Commonwealth Games chit-chat in there. Uh, I feel like your mum had a request. Now, what's the... Uh, you got You got to read the song out to me, Michael. I'm the, uh... can't, I can't stand the rain by eruption. And all of those eruption fans out there, we are talking about erupting at the G just before, didn't we, Who's as well? It, uh, it is by eruption. eruption. Yeah, right. there you go. Can't stand the rain. So this is, a, this is a song request from my lovely mother who is listening. Shout out to her. Just came back from the Queensland. Uh, Queensland, by the way. Beautiful. So uh, how nice. Tell you what else Enjoy is nice. this, song. this song. See you later. We'll be back after this. I tell you what, that's an absolute <laughs> tune. I don't mind that. And funnily enough, my mum just messaged me as well. Hi, mum. Uh, they said, oh, G'day, great Jimmy's song mom. as well. So How good. Love, lo- love the um, love the confirmation up. from the mums. I feel like, yeah. How good. Shout out. Probably our Sh- only listeners. That's oh, real. Shout out to them. Absolutely. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. We're going to very quickly... Talk a bit of Commonwealth Games. Got Thursday. Thursday? They come out? Yeah, yeah, it's Thursday twenty yep, eighth. Wow. How about that? That's uh and then what well, yeah, closing ceremony is eighth of August. That then goes for what, ten days? What? Fourteen days? I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks sounds out right. Birmingham. Uh we've got a few uh ones to watch in the uh we've got we've got everything. Gosh, mate, it's it's absolutely huge. Australia are competing in quite a few sports, and it's important to note that we will be contesting in the aquatics, so diving and swimming, athletics, badminton, 3 by 3 basketball, if you don't mind, uh, making a bit of a debut there in the Commonwealth Games. Actually, I'm not sure how long 3 on 3 basketball's been around in the it's Commonwealth been, Games, but... It's only been the Olympics last, since last uh, Olympics in Tokyo. So, so there you go. Weird. So it could well be its debut, but it, it is good to see it there. Beach volleyball, boxing, cricket, T20. Cricket. <laughs> How good um, for the women yeah, as the well, girls. so that is going to be amazing. I think Australia will be favourites in that cycling, mountain biking, road and track, gymnastics, artistic and rhythmic as well. I know that's one of your favourites, Jimmy. Field hockey, coo- uh, judo, judo, not 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 the 
Cluedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, and not Cluedo either. Lawn bowls, no, netball, powerlifting, rugby seven, squash, table tennis, triathlon, weightlifting, and wrestling, if you do not mind. And there are eight sports for the para-athletes as well who will also compete at these Commonwealth Games, which include swimming, athletics, cycling, lawn bowls, powerlifting, powerlifting table tennis, wheelchair basketball, and para-triathlon as well. So that's great to see. It's sick. It's going to be great. And I'm just looking at the new sports. So, yes, T20 cricket for the women's judo, free-on-free basketball, correct, will be making its debut, free-by-free wheelchair basketball and para-table tennis. So a couple of new sports there, Jimmy, to look out for in the Commonwealth Games. And I as we you know, know judo well. Uh, yeah, ah, so yes. you know the judo well. Yes, I very good. Judo well. Yes, 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 yes. We love that one. So looking forward to this, Jimmy. I think uh, Australia are a really good chance. Laugh at it, Jason. There we go. There you go, Jason. That's, that's tough. Don't mind that's it. Tough. Absolutely, democracy manifest. <laughs> we love it, don't we? Um, I think we're a good chance to get some medals, Jimmy. No, I really I do are. think so. I think we are. The uh, I feel like this is, our Commonwealth Games are kind of just like that. We're just there to collect our medals. I think the swimming pool is going to be the the place for us. McKeon, Ariane Titmus, Kaylee McEwen. Oh, Titmus oh, is going to have an absolute word. field day. Cole Chalmers could be a real chance. I don't think he'll be really great in the in, in the butterfly. He's been trying. It hasn't been amazing, but I I yeah. reckon he is primed for a good one though in some of the other swimming events. A lot of uh, these are. He loves it. He does relay, and a lot of these Look are. Out. Athletes are going to have succulent Chinese meals while they're over there. By looks of it, tell you that. I come on, I had, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to, do, I had to um, be done. Definitely not Donna kebabs in England, though. No, no way. Floor, they're shocking. Disgusting. Uh, get some chicken and chips up here. I tell you that. Oof, that's that's nice good stuff. No, we like that. Um, but look, we're going to cover a bit more on Friday as well because we it'll will. be day one, uh, first night of it, and then first night. I feel, I feel like first nights uh, on Friday actually because Thursday's okay. opening ceremony and then Friday's the first day of the games. I think you're right. Friday night, sit on the couch. <sighs> Till three AM in the um, or even later. Bruce McAvaney. Oh, he better be commentating because uh, <laughs> while you, while you're downing your succulent Chinese meal, he'll be uh, reassuring how delicious it is. Because you know, <laughs> if you're in some form, mate. mate. I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. Come on, you got to give me that. Oh, mate. Wow. Tell you what, time flies, doesn't time it? Flies when you're having, having fun. fun. Yes. Oh, hey, 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 it's 6.03, we're going a bit over, um, but look, that's all from us for the day. Back on Friday. Be back on Friday. Back on Friday. Uh, big shout out to Kane Lambert on a brilliant career at Richmond as well. He uh, hangs up the boots today, uh, the Tiger dual premiership player, I think it is Jimmy Boy, oh, so uh, he'll be doing a lap of honour at the end of the season. I think just a lot of injuries this year has uh, stifled his run to potentially get another medallion, but uh, absolute superstar. Very underrated player. Um, Agreed. In the AFL comp, so shout out to Kane Lambert on a brilliant career in the AFL. 100%. Jimmy Boy. It's been a pleasure. We'll uh, see you on Friday. 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 And Sammy then... Boy will be back. Oh, damn. Bugger. I know. We would have loved to have you in for another Come consecutive on, Sam, show. Come on, just stay in Adelaide for a little bit longer, why don't you? I think so. Have All a few right. more. Have a few more what? A few more. A few more. Red Cordials. Red Cordials. All right. Definitely not floaters. No. 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 <laughs> Stop it. All right, we're going to go. We're going to get out of here. The hoist are in next. We will see you on Friday. Thank you.